0: This program is brought to you by Babboway Media under the oversight of the Elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. It's such a brief account; it's a small story tucked away in a list, if you will, of the many other accounts of our our Master healing the multitudes. In Luke chapter six, verses seventeen through nineteen, we see the description of the crowds who were there to hear Him and to be healed. I expect that you're familiar with the teachings that he gave recorded in Luke chapter 6. The comfort that our Lord gave to those who were suffering. And the anger that our Lord expressed for those who seek to be praised by men because of their good works. So that's the context for this short narrative that follows, which for me is one of the, the greatest teachings in the Bible. It's, it's in Luke chapter 7 verses 1 through 10. This account begins by saying that a centurion slave was ill and near death. And when the centurion heard of Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him to plead for Jesus to come and heal the servant. And no doubt the centurion thought that Jesus would listen to these Jewish leaders and that these Jewish leaders would be able to convince our Lord that he should heal the slave because they were from God's chosen people. So in verses 4 and 5, the Jewish leaders plead their case for this centurion slave's life by assuring our Lord that, that this man is worthy for you to grant this to him. For he loves our nation and he has built us a synagogue. Now for many of us, this seems like the perfect candidate. You know, someone that seems worthy to continue good works. I mean, he was a patriotic. I mean, and for many of us, that's so important. Maybe... I don't know, he organized patriotic festivals or whatever, but, but don't forget, they also mentioned that he built a synagogue. That's pretty impressive. He built them an entire church building. And that sounds worthy of a miracle, right? So after listening to the Jewish elders plead for this worthy slave man's slave's life, our master agrees to take the journey to see the slave. So when Jesus was nearing the house, the centurion gets nervous, and he sends friends to stop our master from coming closer. He has his friends tell Jesus, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Therefore, I do not even think myself worthy to come to you, but say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I am a man placed under authority. Having soldiers under me and I say to one, go and he goes and, and to the other, come and he comes and to my servant, do this and he does it. Do you hear the centurion's heart? Do you hear his embarrassment? And do you hear the heartache that the centurion has for his own soul? Do you hear his confession? And his admitting who Christ is? I wonder if you do because Christ did. And that's why our Lord, our Master, the Savior of the world said that he marveled at the, him. He marveled at his great faith. And those who were sent, returning to the house, found the servant well, who had been sick. Jesus healed them. But it wasn't because the slave or the centurion was a patriot. It, it wasn't because he was worthy that he had built this beautiful building to worship God. It wasn't the Jewish elders that compelled Jesus to heal the slave, the slave. It was the humble master who realized that his good works and that he was not worthy. And in that confession, he became worthy for his slave. So I struggle with this. I, I struggle with this subject matter of worthiness. I, I thought a lot about it and talked to so many wonderful godly women about it and I still struggle. I believe it is important to hold up those who are doing great works to spread the message of the kingdom, those who stand strong on the wall and warn us of an attack, those who stand fast in the face of, of Satan's fiery darts. They give me courage and strength through my own struggles. But when I think of worthiness, I can't think, help but think about this centurion and the slave. I can't help but think about the Jewish leaders and who held up the worthiness of this man based on his good works. It didn't, did not make my master marvel. Even though I believe that they were important to our God, but, but when I read of all the wonderful passages that assure me how special I am to my God, so much that he sent his only son to die for me, to die for us. You know, it's in every one of those passages that I'm reminded that I am nothing, that I'm not worthy on my own good works, that I cannot sustain myself in this world, and I cannot save myself for the next on my own worth, my own good works, whether that is my patriotic acts or if I built a church building. That's what I hear in the words of the centurion. I am not worthy to come to you. You know, we are loved beyond measure, pitied and blessed, for he knows our frame, and he remembers that we are but dust. Psalms chapter 103, verses 13 through 14. I realize how it can sound controversial to say that that we are not worthy. But truly, we are not on our not on our own good works. We are not worthy on our own. Ever. And what this passage says is that it's only a faith that lives that out in all ways and all the things that we do. It's that kind of a faith that can make our Savior marvel. And it is for this.